Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Path to Pro Soccer podcast. I'm your host, John Russos. This episode's guest is a professional soccer player for New Mexico United, Chris Weehan. Chris, how you doing? I'm doing well, John. How are you? Not too bad, my friend. Not too bad. Uh, Chris, I wanted to jump into things kind of from the beginning. Do you mind touching on your experience playing soccer growing up in Southern California? Yeah. Played, you know, just the same as everyone. You know, you start rec AYSO. Um, you know, my dad was coaching me. Uh, he didn't know much about soccer. He had never played soccer growing up. But, you know, his, his sons, myself, my brothers played. So, um, yeah, my dad coached us in rec and then uh, I joined a team out of San Juan Capistrano it was called United Football Club um, that was kind of really where I spent most of my um, my youth career at and I had a, a ton of memories playing there at, um, it was United FC it used to be San Juan Soccer Club um, you know had some really good coaches there uh, Brian Wallace is a name um, Sean Forster who's a uh, uh, really influential guy with the Patty Doors Academy now. Um, and then some other names that are still in the soccer world today. But, uh, yeah, I spent most of my time there. And, um, you know, I think one thing that really helped my career was towards the end of that, I uh, um, I moved up a year in my junior year of high school. Um, I was playing with a bunch of seniors, um, really good club team. We um, went on to win, you know, Cal South National uh-huh. Cup. Uh, went to regionals, lost in the final and penalties. Um, but it was a really good team. I think a bunch of those guys went on to go play college soccer, a few professionally, but um, not not too long of careers. But it was just a really good team, and that's kind of where, where that helped me out a lot in my, in my youth career. And then also I had a little, uh, little ODP experience, which um, was kind of the reason why I got um, seen by the University of New Mexico was with ODP. So that was also a – a really good experience. I think I only played ODP for about a year. From Southern California, San Juan Capistrano, obviously quite coastal. You find yourself, though, over at the University of New Mexico uh, playing, the, playing there. How did that come about, and why New Mexico? And overall, I'm curious about your experience there. Yeah, so um, like I said, I, got, I, I made the Cal South ODP team. I think it was sophomore or junior of high school. I can't remember. And we were playing a tournament in Arizona, and I got seen by the um, University of New Mexico coach. I got an email, you know, University of New Mexico. Well, being from Southern California, you're, you're kind of ignorant. You're like, uh, where is uh, New Mexico? You know, are we still looking in the States? You know, I had, I had uh, high school buddies who were like, you know, people legitimately didn't know that New Mexico was, was in the U.S. being from Southern <laughs> California. It's, it's, it's not a good look, but, uh, but anyways. Um, yeah, so I got that email, um, had really good conversations with the coaching staff um, at, at New Mexico. And I felt like the one thing that was different about New Mexico is that they were just very honest and very upfront. And I had was getting recruited by a few other schools in California, um, Cal Poly San Luis Obispo, um, you know, St. Mary's a little bit. But it was kind of like I felt like I was like pushing for myself to go to those schools rather than the coach was like, yeah, we want you, you know, you know, come play for us here. And New Mexico, they're like, no, come on a visit. I went on an official visit. It was the only official visit I got offered to go on. And, um, no, it was a great experience. I really liked the team and the environment and, and 
it was a really good team back then. That was 2011. Um, I think that year they went on to, to be undefeated. They didn't lose a game that year. Like, technically, they didn't lose a game at all. They lost in the NCAA tournament PKs. So, yeah, no, I felt really good about my decision. I, I went on the recruiting visit. I came home on Sunday. And, like, Sunday afternoon, I was, like, told my parents, like, yeah, I'm going to go to New Mexico. And it was hard for my mom. I think she, you know, saw I was going out of state and pretty far away. But, um, yeah, it was a it was a easy decision at the time. Um, but, you know, I, I – it was hard. It was hard moving to a couple states away, and I didn't have any family or I didn't really know anyone out here. But it, looking back, on it was the best decision I made. Okay. Awesome. No, I, I was looking at your stats um... – 80 appearances, yeah, Wikipedia is a, a goldmine for this, but uh, 80 appearances, 31 goals, uh, that's in, incredible. And, and were you playing usually kind of outside midfield? Were you running like a classic number nine? What, what exactly, where were you put on the field? So I came in, um, I actually redshirted a year, which is, um, which is interesting. That was also hard, but I redshirted my freshman year, um, which was really difficult at the time, but the also a great decision. I'm really happy that the coaches did that for me. You know, when you're coming out of high school, not everyone is ready yeah, yeah, to play. For sure. um, and, and the physicality yeah. of college soccer, the three-month season that happened so fast. So I was close, and I think I could have played, but um, that team in 2012 was also very good at UNM. So I just wasn't ready to play. Um, but, I yeah, redshirted, and then um, the following year started pretty much started every game at outside mid. Um, and then from there on, uh, my first two years was pretty much outside midfield. And then, uh, a little bit in my junior year, my junior season, they started playing me in the center midfield a little bit. And then had a few games at, as like a number 10, um, and senior year, I think I was playing like outside mid center, mid forward, all just kind of all yeah. over the place. Yeah. Uh, with all that being said, what are your thoughts on the program being cut? Yeah, I'm very surprised. I'm very surprised. Unfortunately, you know, this athletic department, and I saw it in my time, that it was being run and it was, you know, going in the wrong mm -hmm. direction um, from the people in charge. The athletic director, he's indicted on, on fraud charges and, and other charges, and he was the athletic director at the time I was there. And unfortunately, he just made poor decisions financially. And, you know, I don't, I don't blame the people that made the decision to cut the program. I think they came – you know, they hired a new athletic director. They hired a new president of the university who came in. And, you know, they needed to make decisions because they're, the books were bad. You know, people before them had made terrible decisions. And for whatever reason, you know, soccer is one of the more successful programs at, at the University of New Mexico. And the community loved us. And for whatever reason, they decided that was the program they needed to cut. So I was, I'm pretty upset about it. And, you know, I have a lot of hard feelings. It's, it's hard not to be following – UNM in college soccer right now it's really weird um and I feel really bad for my for my old coach Jeremy Fishbine you know he had put his whole life into that program and he had taken it from a place where nobody really knew about New Mexico and he he played in a national championship game took took us to the final four in 2013 and a lot of, a lot of really good guys come out of that program and, and professional soccer players have come out of that program and it's just sad to see no one having that same experience that, that I had at UNM okay. anymore. Yeah. No, no, I hear you. I hear you. And, and I suppose transitioning now to a brighter note, you are back in New Mexico playing soccer, uh, obviously not for the university, um, but for New Mexico United. 
Uh, how's that been? And I mean, in terms of like a comfort level, at least setting back in familiar grounds and all, how has that helped you in your development? So I, I, I mean, when I first saw, you know, I'll be honest with this. When I first saw Albuquerque was, was getting a USL franchise, um, yeah, I was like, oh, I'll never, I'll never play <laughs> yeah. out there. Okay. You know, I, I, I went to, I just felt like I went to college there and, you know, I had done what I needed to do. And in, in this, I had experienced, I kind of felt like I had experienced it all okay. in New Mexico and there was no reason to go back. Um, you know, and, and it's, you make those decisions and then, you know, two months down the line, you know, I didn't get my contract renewed in San Jose and trying to figure out what's next and New Mexico's calling and, and they're presenting, you know, a, a, a good offer and, and a lot of exciting things were happening with the team in New Mexico and, you know, and my, me and my fiance, we met out here in Albuquerque at, at UNM. And so she was like, I'll move back to Albuquerque. Yeah. No questions asked. And you know, we're familiar with the city and we, I knew soccer is, is very popular here. You know, one game, I think the lowest attendance was like our second home game of the season. It was cold and it was a Wednesday night game and we still had 8,000 people there. I think most USL teams would take 8,000 people, like, oh, like no questions that, asked. Yeah. Well, we, yeah, we've had, you know, a 15,000 um, at fans at one game and, no, it's been incredible. It's so cool. It's um, it's been such a fun experience, and I've really enjoyed it. And awesome. Well, here I want to maybe take a a bit of a, a back step. So uh, highly touted out of college, uh, what was your experience at the MLS Combine? It was a really tough experience. Um, I'm I'm kind of a, a person of comfort. I like uh, the I like being in control and and you know having. Uh, a feeling of what's coming and kind of the known and, you know, coming out of college, like I had a good career and I, I think I kind of felt like, Oh, you know, it should just, it should be easy. It should be given to me. I should be drafted. No problem. And, and I, I just, I was unfortunately on a bad team at the combine. We, we were the worst team. Every, everyone we play, I, I look back, I think we got certain guys drafted because they showed well against the team I was on. Cause we were so bad but it's a hard experience. You're, you know, you're in a hotel room with someone you don't know and huh. you're, you're on a team with guys that you've never played with before. You barely even know their name and you're just thrown out there and you're, you know, you know, good luck. And I don't show well in those scenarios. I'm not a flashy player. I'm not someone who's going to go dribble 40 yards and score a banger. And all the coaches are going to be, um, you know, writing my name down or whatever, but yeah. it it was tough. You know, I got, I think I had one, one interview with FC Dallas and, and they barely spoke English. And I was like, I was just kind of shook. I was inexperienced and it didn't go well for me at all. I didn't, I didn't enjoy the experience of the MLS combine. And I don't think the setup of it is right. I think if you're going to be serious about drafting guys out of college, you should do your homework. They should, they should invest in, in scouting players and watching them in their environment. You know, you can't – you can see a player and in, in what he's capable of within their college team. You don't need to bring them together and, and put them, um, you know, three games with players that they don't know and, and see if they're good, see if you should draft them. I think, I think they, should have, they should know if they're going to draft someone before the combine. Um, that, that's what I would do differently. 
And then uh, after the MLS Combine, going undrafted during that time period was did did you use that as a uh, source of motivation? Did you find it draining? Because I, I think you could argue, I mean, that led to Reno 1868 and a Rookie of the Year award. What was that period like? It was a tough period. It was it was really hard. I think I had a lot of conversations with my agent mm. at the time, and I had a lot of anger and a lot of bitterness, uh, frustration. I, you know, you're just searching for why this isn't, you know, this isn't fair. Oh, this, you know, everyone, you can look at the whole draft board. This guy got drafted and this guy got drafted. Oh, you're, 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 you're kidding me. And I think I had a lot of time like that. I, you know, I, I was just not myself and really, really angry. And I went on trial. I got a call from Ian Russell. Um, and he was like, you know, I'm, you know, I'm the head coach of, Reno 1868 we're a new team come up here you got to go on trial but you know I'm pretty positive you'll make our team that's what that's what our conversation was before I went to Reno so so I said I felt good about that okay I'll go up to Reno and and you know this should be good so ended up out there and I had a I had a hard time for the first you know two or three weeks I I wasn't really training with the team I was kind of off to the side with a bunch of trialists and we were kind of doing our own training sessions um, most of them were led by Booch. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Booch is the assistant coach, and you, you want to be seen by the head coach who's, you know, making the decision. who's going to ultimately decide if he's going to sign you or not. And so I was, like, I was frustrated. I was having a hard time. Um, we were staying in a casino hotel in Reno, Nevada. And, um, yeah, I was just really I, – I, I wasn't doing too well. And then, um, you know, got, a, got an offer from them eventually – closer to the season starting and um then again wasn't happy with the offer didn't feel like it was fair in terms of like money and and all that stuff and I ended up signing it and I think what flipped for me was that um you know just changed my outlook on it I, I wasn't I wasn't happy with where I was at I, you know I felt like I deserved more and more but you know I eventually changed my mindset and I said you know what I got an opportunity to play soccer and you know what I'm my freshman year, I'm, you know, my rookie year out of college, like what you, you kind of realize that what you did in college didn't matter anymore. It didn't matter at all. And, you know, I was given an opportunity and I even had a lot of teammates and friends that weren't given an opportunity. You see kids, you know, that are good players and, and don't get the opportunity to play professional soccer. So I had that opportunity and I just really changed my mindset and went on to have a great year. And, you know, looking back, those are still some of the best, experiences I've had um, on the soccer field and off soccer field those are still some of my some of my best friends that I played with that year and and what a group it was to be a part of we I think we set the I don't know if it's been broken or not yet but we set like the goal scoring record in the USL Um, yeah had a great year for a for a new franchise it was a lot of fun and I saw you had uh, the the, you tied the USL record for assists with 12 is that is that right yeah that year I did and then I think one of my I think one of my former teammates, um, Antoine Hobano, he was one of my teammates in Reno. He went on to break it the next year. Uh, yeah, but that year I tied the the single season USL mm-hmm. assist record. Um, and I saw you actually you got some time over there with the Earthquakes. Made a made I think believe six appearances. What was your time like at the MLS level? Oh, I loved it. I um you know the MLS is much farther along in terms of 
you know, what guys are getting paid and the experience and, and the, um, you know, kind of what is provided to you. And, and it was such a good experience and being teammates with incredible pros and national team players. I had a lot of fun in terms of that. And it was, it was, I learned a lot, but, um, you know, I think I kind of look back at my time as unfortunately kind of wrong place, wrong time. Mm-hmm. Um, we were just the, the earthquakes. We were really bad last year. Um, we didn't have a great coach. We didn't have a great front office. They were making wrong decisions. Um, the organization just wasn't in a good place as a whole. And as a result, we went on to be the worst team in the MLS. And um, yeah, just, I think if, you know, things were, had gone a little bit differently, my experience would have been different, but I still enjoyed it. Um, you know, it was a dream come true to make my MLS debut and play at the, the highest level in, in, in the U.S. Um, so I look back on it as a, as a great experience overall. But, yeah, unfortunate not to get my, my option picked up, but I, I ultimately think it's for the best. The biggest lessons, or is there one that stands out from there, from your time at San Jose? Yeah, I think, um, you know, just not being, not being afraid of the moment. I think, yeah. um, you know, I never really settled in, in my, in my six appearances, I'd say I probably had, you know, two moments, uh, and I, when I say moments, like small moments where I felt like in terms of soccer, like I settled into my environment, I settled into the level and to, um, like the speed of play and, but you know, I only had six opportunities. And so out of those six to only have a few moments where I felt like, okay, I can play here. Um, that is something I wish I would have done differently. I wish I would have, wouldn't have been so psyched out by, you know, the, the level and, and the environments and, you know, who you're playing against that stuff doesn't matter when you get your opportunity, just take it. And that was definitely the biggest takeaway, not to be, um, afraid of, of the moment. That's a great message. And, and jumping outside of playing the game, do you mind touching on some of the clinics you've been running? I've been working with a teammate of mine, Devin Sandoval. We've been um, doing some youth clinics here in Albuquerque, and it's been a fun experience, you know, as, as a soccer player. You don't, you don't have much experience running kind of, uh, you know, coaching or running camps or clinics on your own. You're always just kind of you know, your, your coach calls you and says, can you work my camp? And you show up and you do what you're told. Um, you don't see a lot of the behind the scenes. So my teammate Devin Sandoval and I, we got together and, and we started a youth clinic here in Albuquerque. And it's been a small turnout, but it's been a really good turnout. And we've learned a lot. And, um, you know, Albuquerque is such a small town that we've, uh, we've wanted to, to kind of give back um, in our own little way. Um, and I think just showing that, you know, we're for Albuquerque, we're, you know, we're, we're stars because there's not a whole lot going on here that we're one of two professional teams, even though we're not at the MLS level, you know, we are professionals in in the people's mind out here. And so, um, you know, my big thing is as a pro, like you're not, you're not above anyone. You're just another human being. And I think getting out and working with kids and, and showing them and learning their names and, you know, pushing them on the field, um, you're just giving them s- such good experience and, and motivation to hopefully go on and, and have careers for themselves one day. Um, but yeah, my, my teammate, Devin Sandoval, he's from Albuquerque and he's such a big name here that, uh, 
it's been it's been pretty successful and hopefully there's plenty more to come in terms of camps and clinics and getting involved in the community here in in, in the soccer world awesome no i, I think that's fantastic uh, chris uh, that is all i have for you i, I really appreciate you uh, taking the time and from Pat the Pro, we are wishing you the absolute best and best of luck with your career with the rest of the season. And we'll be keeping an eye on you. Awesome. Thanks, John. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. And I really enjoyed it. Thank you all for tuning into this episode of the Path to Pro Soccer podcast. And for more Path to Pro, you can follow at Path to Pro Soccer on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. I'm your host, John Russos, and you can also listen to me on the Here's My Thing podcast. I appreciate you tuning in. Until next time.